0: We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood?
1: All right, guys. We here at the California Pino League Podcast are about a week away from the Major League Baseball trade deadline. Uh, It is August 2nd this year. Um I can't remember why. <laughs> I think it's because of some collective bargaining stuff. Probably COVID. But, Let's just blame COVID. Or the Russians. I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I, there's some reason, but I'm going to just, uh, I'm just going to say, forget it. Who cares? So we're <laughs> August 2nd this year. It used to be the end of July, um, but we got a couple extra days for the, the hot stove to start sizzle, sizzling a little bit it, because the rumors are starting to warm up. That, the warmer hot plate of fajitas. Don't stick your hand on it, baby. It's hot. Although, right now, you that's, probably that's could one
0: stick of the your top hand on it. 10, I was say that's one of the top ten sounds in, like, culinary-wise. Like that, Oh, that's a top, yeah. Maybe, no, no, screw that. It's not top ten. That's a top three culinary sound. It is. Out there.
2: That's also like an, a Mount Rushmore, look-at-me dish to order.
1: Oh yeah. Oh fajita. Like, oh yeah. Who
0: is the tough guy ordering the fajitas? Yeah.
1: You got everybody yep. breaking their necks at Applebee's mm-hmm. looking at who got the fajita. Mm-hmm.
2: Holy shit. And then everyone collectively did that should I get the fajita? Like we could
0: share them.
1: No, yeah, I mean, I'll go with the burger. Right like right. It, it smells right. delicious. I'm, it smells delicious. I'm I'm pissed mm-hmm. I got. Yeah, I'm I'm pissed all I got were the nachos. Yeah. 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 So this episode is gonna be we're going to try and be as realistic as possible. We're going to do a little bit of a, a Guardians uh, preview, predictions, wish list uh, for the deadline for the Guardians. Um, I have a sneaking. I mean, look, if you're talking to some people on Guardians Twitter, they could acquire Juan Soto, and that wouldn't be enough. So they could acquire Juan yeah.
0: Soto, <laughs> Mike Trout. Uh, Justin Verlander, Max Serger, and uh Wilson Contreras, and they would still be ticked.
1: Yeah, and so they d- are even
0: available.
2: I'm happy now, but like everybody never spent money before this. Yeah. It's like okay.
1: Stolen <laughs> is cheap. Yes. Yeah, he'll never earn my trust and respect. Now, <laughs> to those I people understand like they uh, play the lottery and buy part of the team. I mean, that's not oh, a bad That's exactly idea. what it is. A like
2: eight hundred ten million dollars. So after taxes, you do the lump sum.
0: What 350 four fifty? No, no, no. 450? It's, it's 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 a little more than fifty percent that you'd be getting. Okay, so four fifty. The team is valued. You, at have, a you, can, yeah, you
2: yeah, have a you significant point five. You could a significant
0: voice. Yeah, I a would third. buy. I mean, this is in my hypothetical. I would be you know reasonable with my wife and go look. We're gonna just like. Store away four hundred million dollars, and I'm going to take the other fifty to sixty, and I'm going to buy like five percent of the Guardians. And I'd be like, "Yeah, who bought the winning ticket?" And she'd probably say, "I did," and I'd be like, "Cool." But when we got married, what's yours is mine, and what mine is yours. So thank you for the money.
2: And she says, "I already bought a share of the Red Sox, you bitch." And
0: no. I'm like, no. no! <laughs> and then I would.
1: Go hire mean, a lawyer. This would be still kind of cool to own a baseball team, though. <laughs> but then you, could, you could sabotage so like NFL, them from within. Oh, I could. You can't really get like,
2: any significant with the NFL. <laughs> I would do, you know, like, I'd want to do, I'd probably want to spend $150 million on sports franchise buying and then just save yeah. the rest set up charities, film well, movies And Also, you if you bought $150 but,
0: million worth. Yeah. baseball in, like, at least in, like, 20 years, the portion of whatever baseball team you bought, you're making twice as much money easily. Football, easily, yeah. That that investment would double probably in ten years at, at the most. So I'm thinking other probably, sports. I think it'd be hard to tell. So you probably do
2: a hundred. I would do a hundred million dollars for the Cavs. That would okay. probably get you eight percent. I'm thinking. Yeah, probably and, somewhere that because they're valued at over a billion, one point yeah. two, one point three and then 50 million with the guardians and that probably gets you 5 to mm-hmm. 7%. That's a fun amount. You don't need to work. You get to get court side whatever you want. Yeah, Both teams are up and coming. Like that's amazing.
1: Ooh, if you bought a minority stake in both teams. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. Ugh. I just want to sit next that to Ursher and get a ring. Is he still there? Is he still a minority I'm
0: owner? I'm 99% positive he still owns some share of the Cavs. Yeah. Interesting. I'm pretty sure you're right. I would I would get a giant
2: typewriter and like dress for work and just walk back and forth between the two places and like pretend to work as like (laughs) minority owner.
1: Yeah, and always like like be posting like
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Always be like posting it like on Instagram, just like shots of you in a suit, just like walking in like to the like going to the office and like walking into the arena. (laughs) God, I wish I was a billionaire. I'd do so many weird things um I know. okay uh but anyways <laughs> that not <laughs> yeah anyway so what we're trying to do here the gist here before we got went down into our fantasy realm is that we're just going to try and go through our most realistic what we think could actually probably happen in the next week with the trade deadline um the funny thing is like It's fun to, like, as a preface, it's like, it it seems to me, and I don't know if you guys have noticed anything else with, like, the national media. It doesn't seem like the national media gives the Guardians much credit or much of a shot at any, any free agent. Like, I never see, it's always just like, oh, well, who could get Luis Castillo? Well, I guess it could be the Yankees and the Mets. And then it's like, okay. And the Astros. Could anyone else? And the Astros, right? But I I, right. I I just see that for every every name basically yeah. where it's where it's like the same it's, four teams. Yeah. And it's just like it's like in the wa- so like, exactly crowded. It's
0: it's what? The Dodgers, the Padres, the Mets, the Yankees, uh I think I've seen the Braves thrown in oh, the there, the Angels,
1: the Angels. Yeah, it's,
0: it's just teams along the coast. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The Soto one, I'm a little more like, well, okay, maybe because like, sure, I, yes. I, I yes, I don't, yeah, I don't know if any have other teams a track would
0: be. record of making that kind of a move. We've never really, although done I could that see
1: yet. a team, I could see a team like the Twins being like, F it, we're going for it and doing it for two years." That'd be
2: bomb. That'd be, I mean, that would suck because we have to play them. But like, I, I would if, be pretty impressed. if, the, I would, the
1: if they were, were like, we're down. going with like Buxton uh correa and soto for three years or two and a half years like a part of F me it. would have to stand up and applaud that move <laughs> yeah i i like, would why be not proud of it. why yeah. not I, I i mean it it's enticing so anyway um yeah so that's kind of the the background here is we're just trying to uh see see what's out there because i think like there really are there's there's a lot of names out there that i think aren't super sexy uh, in terms of what it would look like if you acquired them, but there's certainly some things that this Guardians team absolutely needs if they want to stay in the race this year. But then, like, can also look forward to like next year and beyond. Um, you know, the thought of like acquiring relievers probably doesn't get anybody like super jacked and hard. But speak for yourself. You can, I mean, well, you know, <laughs> most people, but you can, you can uh you can point to what two three games at least this year where if maybe they had a more solidified bullpen with maybe a veteran or two in there you might win that game and all of a sudden yeah. two or three wins puts you right there in the wild card spot and potentially uh in the division lead so it's make or break well so i mean I, like let's let's just take my, a step
0: back quickly too i mean before tonight's game which the Guardians lost to this the was, Red Sox.
1: This was the three to one Monday loss. We're recording on Monday.
0: Uh, we were three games out of first place in the Central and two games out of the wild card. You know, we were two games above five hundred at forty-eight and forty-six. And like you said, Steve, you know, two, three more games go our way. Mm. Or, you know, I mean, depending on who they are against and all that, you know but we're right there. And we are going into a tough stretch. Uh, Right before we start recording, I made the comment, like, let's just get through this Boston series, uh, Tampa, Arizona, and Houston at 500. And, you know, that would put us past the trade deadline as well. So that should be noted. But you know if they if they make a couple of these moves that we're going to suggest here in a second um you know th- they're were within striking distance and it's so painfully obvious and this is where we just spent you know some time kind of you know nitpicking some things that we've seen on twitter um but you know some of those points are on point too in the fact that a couple moves and and there's no reason why we can't win the division.
2: Also, I mean, uh, the second half, basically it's like every other series is against like a decent team. Mm -hmm. And then you have a team that's under 500. But the fun thing about baseball is like, you know, we saw it earlier in the year, they could go on a stretch. Mm -hmm. They could go 18 and four. And I mean, that's what, like if they go on a uh, they, if they go on a stretch because they have the, the Guardians have enough games against the the Twins where you know if they go on a stretch oh, yeah. where they're going to go like fifteen and five like they can they can jump in the division like they're not you know it's, it's still super Very early easy. I mean I would say statistically you know it, it's probably under twenty five percent they're going to win the division but also you know they have a lot of you know really good guys really young and some of them unproven. Um, I don't know. Their their pitching rotation gets gets hot, and they make a couple moves at the deadline. You never know, and that's what's so fun about baseball. It's not like you know the team they're the Reds, where it's like, well, I, I, you never know. But we're we're also eighteen games out of out of out of first B- below uh,
0: five hundred.
2: Yeah, yeah. So
1: yeah, and I mean, ultimately, if the Guardians want to be a playoff team, at some point you're going to have to play and beat good teams, which they've been able to do this year. Yeah. Uh, but Mm-hmm. That's why the schedule's designed to be backloaded with division opponents to make it exciting. So if the Guardians are within striking distance in August, you know you've got games against the White Sox and the Twins still uh, to make it make it interesting. So um, okay, they also all get right, the
2: Mariners, so. we get the Mariners too mm-hmm. for the end of the year.
1: So that's like, and the Rays. They have so, some
2: wildcard teams and the Rays. Yeah, there's some wild card implications. They actually last month still really hold. Could be
1: exciting. Yeah, they really do still maintain uh, and control their own destiny for both the wild card. Because, uh, yeah, they got the Red Sox in this. I mean, God only knows how this next few games will go. Um, the, but they've got the Red Sox finishing up with here. They still play the Mariners and the Rays. And I believe the Angels, they can bury further uh, if they really wanted to. And then the Blue Jays, too. So they could uh, make up ground in the wild card against all those teams at the uh, in the second half and the division. So it'll be fun. I mean, really it's like, yeah. I don't know what more you could ask for at this point with a, with a team like this, this young. Um, so, okay. So in terms of our, uh, trades, uh, who we think might be realistic, how do we want to go about this? Should we just each, uh, throw out a couple names? Um, how do we want to do this? What's the most, what's the most like tantalizing way to do this? Why don't we just do a couple at a time? We'll do like, yeah. We'll go in like a, we'll two, do a little
0: throw round table out two in, Throw out two names at a time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. All right, and we can kind of we can maybe bunch them together. So yeah, because um, it, there, there is
0: now. some overlap now that I'm looking at, and your if the overlap,
1: and if there's overlap, then we'll just kind of do whatever. Who cares? Um, It'll be a free for all. RFF, you, let's do it. Uh, yeah, go first. Okay. okay, so like I think one
2: of the things that's like when we're looking at the trade deadline um you know we've mentioned a few times they have a ton of minor league depth in the the middle infield and you know i think this year showed uh the front office okay we are next year i think our our window officially opens and so we're not you know a couple years out still um so i think and we're still not out of the division race as we just pointed out so i i I, there's a few i do have a one like all-in trade which is will do my next go round. uh but i was looking at trades that could help us short term that wouldn't we wouldn't give up a ton but then also guys that we'd have control over who fill areas of need and then in what I, I also put would we give up for it theoretically uh and my goal was to use the depth where we have like a lot of repetition in our minor league system uh so we're not really it's not as risky so First, I have a combo uh, where we get Wilson Contreras. So that fills a need. He's on a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, a catcher, he's an all-star. Uh, it's definitely an area of need. It sets up Bo Naylor for next year. So it doesn't hurt the future. Um, and him being on a one-year deal, it, I don't think it's going to be too crazy. Uh, with uh, with is Ian Hap, right? I got the first name, Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Uh, outfielder, good hitter. Um Control for a couple years, and I put giving up. police like I don't know if anybody would even want him at this point. Uh, but please, Zach is like the bigger piece, and then some, some, a couple mid-level, mid-level guys. I mean, the Cubs are in rebuild mode completely, so I think it gives them a like so- really solid piece. Um, again, it's repetition for us with uh, uh, our minor league system, um, and it. It could help us make a, you know, it's not the, the biggest, but it gives us an all-star in a position of need, and it, it will help us add some depth in the outfield. So I, I think that's a move that could, you know, certainly help us. It doesn't fill the bullpen need. Um, but that was my first one. And then another one, I think, because we would have so much control of this guy, this would probably cost more, uh, but also their front office is really dumb. So I said Luis Castillo from uh, the Reds. Mm-hmm. This helps us starting pitching that's something that we all thought going into the season we weren't really going to have to worry about I, you know i think espino i don't know if he gets to call up next year maybe the year after but i think one of our young guys does i think police and savali i don't see them really I, I i don't really just see them being a key part of the rotation next year so that fills you know one of your spots it allows you to bring up one of your young guys and it allows you know that's he could be your two McKenzie could step up immediately to Cal Quantrill. It gives you a really solid one through four by doing that. And I think you're going to have to give up a big piece. So Tyler Freeman, which is fine because again, repetition, but he's also like one of the top prospects, big name. And then probably two, maybe even three mid to low level guys. So those are my first two trades.
1: Tyler Freeman, I wouldn't say (laughs) for me, man, I'm not sure he's untouchable, but I'd be so... I would be like you can have anyone he's else. He's the guy that... Roque. you can have Rokio, you can have Arius. like <laughs> you can have anyone else.
0: Yeah, there's something about Freeman that I don't want to give up on.
1: Um, everybody always just, raves, yeah, raves, raves 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 about his contact ability and eye, and I'm just like, ugh, you throw him in like and if you good, I mean, he's like, got uh, a
0: good glove in the field too. So I mean, I I, I envision,
1: um. If you're 789, if you're 789 you know, uh, in the next like 2 years was Tyler Freeman, Bo Naylor and Miles Straw. That's pretty good. That is that's good. Yeah. Really nice. That's a really nice.
0: Uh the problem with that though is it's kind of light hitting. Um that's just the one But that's, that's all said.
1: but all I want from the bottom of the lineup is get on base and and the turn it over. over. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Um but I get what you're saying. Yeah, that's like no bop whatsoever. Yeah. Um and I think so anyway, we need Bop. Okay.
0: Um I'll I'll give you my my top <sighs> we shall two. See. I actually when I wrote my list, I kind of went in order of most likely to least likely. So this is um this'll be a fun exercise for me. Uh the first one on my list is Josh Bell. Like the guy for a while. He had a down season mm-hmm. last year in Pittsburgh. Um uh, bounce him back this year. Uh he can play first base or DH. And looking so he's only under control through the rest of this year. He's making ten million dollars. Right. Uh he'll turn thirty next season. Um but I think we could probably re sign him. And the nice thing about if we resign him, we really don't need to re-sign him for too long. If we could get him in at this deadline and extend him for two years, I think that's plenty. Because in those next two years, he could split time at first base and DH, kind of platoon with uh, Josh Naylor. Um, we can figure some things out in the outfield still. Have George Valara uh, come up as well, and not blocking an outfield spot there. And um, you know, in two years' time, maybe it's time to start looking at John Kenzie Noel at first base. So, really, the only yeah. person who'd be affected by a Josh Bell acquisition would be Framil Reyes. Guy's got like what seven, eight home runs on the season, and. I think yeah. like less than 35 RBIs, and we're approaching August. Um, yeah. As, as much yeah, as I, I was, would say, his time. I mean, as him. much as I was, yeah, I mean, he's, he's kind of on a short leash, but maybe mm-hmm. Washington's like, hey, you know what? He's a little bit younger than Bell. We'll take him back in a deal, maybe as a reclamation project, you know, um, and some other piece, you know, prospect likely or a pitcher. I mean, I could see them taking frame mill and Zach police to be completely honest because yeah. bell's essentially a rental and those would give them two younger controllable pieces that they could start to, you know, that have some major league experience. Um, mm-hmm. does Washington want that? That's a whole different set of questions. So Josh bell. And then, you know, kind of with the idea that, uh, actually, honestly, all the guys that I have on this list, have some team control, but I would also try to look to re-sign them or extend them at least. And again, just you know, extend Bell for at least two more years. Uh, second guy on my list is Ian Happ as well. Fabs, um, we've liked the guy since he came into the league. He's he provides positional you know versatility. He can play all over the place. Uh, he could be a second baseman for us if we really truly needed it. Uh, he can play in the outfield he's hitting for a nice average he's got some pop um he he checks a lot of boxes and um he's kind of the player that i'm like uh, i'm hoping maybe like an Owen Miller could become um
1: yeah yeah it's you know yeah. i
0: mean and I, i'm not saying that i'm giving up on Owen Miller but i'm also not sold on him Either, so um, you know, I think.
1: I well, think Owen Miller. I mean, Miller certainly has acquired a decent amount of major league, yeah, experience at this point. You know, it's start, you starting to at least that, kind of get an idea of who he. Can
0: yeah, play. and I hate that we are keep playing him at first base, but that's a different topic for a different day.
1: Dude, that's nightmarish. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but so, getting like a Josh Bell would essentially eliminate ever having to play him.
0: Exactly. exactly, And I I don't know why we're not playing Naylor more at first base either, but that's, again, different topic, different day. Some of our lineups have been very confusing, to say the least. Yeah. Um, But both Bell and Hap would uh, give us a little more offensive thumb. And no, they're not sexy names, but they're the kind of guys that a lot of, playoff teams have they're They're those glue guys, those kind of X factor dudes that just kind of always seem to be there. And, um, again, mm-hmm. these, these guys, I mean, Hap's going to turn 28 next year too. So, I mean, in uh, he is, we would have him for a year and a half. So again, look to probably resign him. To some kind of deal, it's his last year of arbitration next year, but I mean, he's only making six point eight five million this year. So you got to figure next year arbitration is probably going to be somewhere in the ballpark of like I don't know eight and change, nine mil range. Yeah, I, he's I think he's well within our budget. um That's the other that was my other factor in some of these deals okay. too. Was um, yeah, right contracts.
2: Do you do real quick? uh, I I don't want to cut Steve off, but how much do you think the minority owner will play in free agency? So good question, and
0: I think all, at least the guys that I'm rattling off, no one on this list that I have is making over ten million. Josh Bell is the highest paid player on my list. He makes ten, I believe, and he's making ten. And I don't see him getting a huge pay raise. Um, I think you could probably go to him and say, "Hey, Josh, here's a two-year, twenty-five million-dollar deal for the next, you know, like I said, next two years, twelve and a half a year." I think he probably takes it. Um, and I think one or two of those kinds of moves—I bet you get—is—is—is is, is where Blitzer he'd do it for a third
1: year he'd want a third year
0: probably. Probably, he probably would but want get that it. third year but i mean dollar wise 12 13 million a year i could see him probably suddenly mm-hmm. in that range and i think that's where yeah. like i said blitzer kind of comes into play and i think you know an additional 20 mil 25 million dollars in in salary is certainly achievable with with the minor minority owner now because what were we paying um our buddy, uh Edwin everybody likes to say you know that, that was a 20 million dollar deal it was 20 right yeah it was 20 million a year three. it was three, three years for, for 60. 60 yeah so and everyone's pointing to oh well Sherman you know without Sherman that deal doesn't get done so yeah I mean an extra 20 25 million dollars seems to be very manageable.
2: Or forty-five million for two years, each year for two years, for like a Juan Soto. I mean, I mean, well, right. now, yeah, I yeah. mean,
0: that's that. We're gonna have to get into that. That's the we real know. dream. It's on my list. That's the real dream. Yeah,
2: yeah I don't they, care if the team loses every game going forward. If we got Juan Soto at the trade deadline, if we literally <laughs> just lost out. I'd be like, whatever, it's worth it. We got
1: two more years. I'm ready for 2023 so all right well my my first two uh um have already been discussed uh to some extent so ian hap and luis castillo both i've got on my list ian hap for all the same reasons i like him a lot because he has the outfield versatility i think it it would be hard to and and that gets into one of my choices choices here uh after these other two names but um, Ian Hap and then Luis Castillo, he's got a, he signed through next year as well. So that really is the big factor there. That having him for a full season next year, when you're talking yeah. about a rotation that's still going to have Shane Bieber, Tristan McKenzie in another year, Cal mm-hmm. Quantrill and then Luis Castillo, and then whatever you want to do in the fifth spot full rotation and Espino. a team. Oh my oh. god. Well, you start the year with Pleasec or Savali, probably. Sure. And then by the end of the year, it's gonna look vastly different, would be sure. my guess. So um Castillo makes just like a ton of sense, not yeah. just for this run, but for next year. And no, there's no way you're gonna resign him. But I would, maybe. I would give up he's gonna be thirty uh, next year.
0: He's going to be thirty next year. So, yeah,
1: Yeah, he might get like a. I mean, he might get like one of those goofball seven-year deals from someone. The Angels probably would do it. Yeah,
0: seven years, two hundred ten million dollars. It's very plausible and likely, but you know. I like that plausible and likely. I mean... <laughs> it's both. I'm just talking myself yeah, more and more into it.
2: You're Well, because I mean, you're... I mean, cause if you're looking at that, though, like, I I was literally thinking about this, like, right before I jumped on with you guys. I was like, oh, yeah, Shane Bieber is extension at some point. What does that look like? If if slash when, maybe, if that happens? I don't know. Hey,
0: I mean, if he can keep his record below 500 this year, we might get him on a little bit of a discount. I mean, I know yeah. records not. I know records well, we see, not the end all be all statistic, but
1: well, those advanced stats aren't much yeah. better either, to be honest. Well, l- yeah, just as a quick, uh, quick closing about note on average. Luis Castillo. Yeah, yeah, it's very concerning. But a closing note on Luis Castillo: last three seasons, twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty two, he's got a three fifty four ERA in fifty eight starts, uh, three hundred sixty three strikeouts in three hundred and thirty five innings. A, an ERA plus of 133 and a FIP of 336 so the man yeah. is it's sexy and he's just consistent. very reliable fantastic yep. you want him in your rotation and I know you'd have to give. the thing is you'd have to give up pretty good young talent but like so what have some prospects man here's a bunch of here's some pitchers that we have in the pipeline we have so many we have yeah. so many pitchers here's some Young guys in the uh, in the lower levels of the minors that I bet the Reds would be very willing to take. Like, do you like Petey Halpin? Here you go. Um, in addition to like maybe a couple pitchers and like a Gabriel Arias, who I will include in every deal moving forward. It uh, yeah, you know, I, it it would be a very it's a plausible deal. It's a it's a deal that I could see actually happening. That's
2: a good deal. I mean, I can also see the Twins making a move for him because they don't have any good pitching.
1: It's, I mean, it's 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 fl- it's flimsy to some extent yeah i could totally see yeah. that um so i i think i think it the guardians are more in it than of course it's like the yankees 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 trying to get him but it's but again it's just like what naturally w- like I, I don't get it like w- w- with what what are you giving up are you gonna give up that there Jason was one Dominguez time- guy?
0: If, it, if there was one time that those skyline-eaten chili fanatics in northern Kentucky could ever just set their differences with us northern folk aside, it is on this deal.
1: This is the thing to unite us. This is this is the thing I mean, that, their front office that bridges that gap. The front office is totally done.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please. But their front yeah, realized. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Wonder if you can convince run.
2: their their front office that he was on our team, and they're like, "We'll, we'll just cancel. We'll just take Castillo back." And they're like, "Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, we send over his contract. Like, can you send it back to us? Oh yeah, yeah, no problem." And then we staff him.
1: That sounds like we'll a give you guys thing, the Ohio stuff yeah. when it comes around. <laughs>
0: It's like, okay, we'll give you guys the Ohio Ohio Cup. Cup. You guys can have it for two years. You guys can have it. You guys can have it. I know we won it, kind of, but we split the series. But we'll give you the Ohio Cup, and we'll trade you um, Gabriel Arias, straight up. Deal. Deal. That's fair for everybody. Yeah. It's a win-win-win.
1: All right, I'm excited. Other... I love
2: trade deadlines. I I get so, so jacked much fun. for this stuff. It's
1: so fun. I just hope that it lives up to it this this year. There's mm-hmm. too many. There's so many teams in it that it's it's hard to. But then there's also a pretty decent amount of teams that aren't that I think by now are starting to be like, yeah, we could probably sell. So Well see. Could, this is the first
2: be. like minus because we didn't have a trade deadline for the COVID year. This is the the first uh, with the expanded postseason. So there's even more teams in it now. That are like, they're like still in the thick of the, the wild card race.
1: Well, that's why I'm thinking like, maybe like if a team just is like, ah, forget it. I'm going to, we're going to pack it in. You probably will get better deals because you're going to have more bidders. Right. Right. So like, I wonder if like some of the like movement will be crazy just because like yeah. some of these teams that are, aren't going to, are going to be out of it are gonna be like, oh, f- forget it. Let's just like blow it up. You know, like let's just let's move a guy that we might not have otherwise because like the market wasn't there, but um, okay. My other uh, let's see. I'll get into my other guys here. So my other two uh, names are Michael Givens and David Robertson, two relievers with the Cubs. Um, Both, I believe are only signed through this year, but I mean, you're talking about two veteran. They're just like, I mean, David Robertson's been a closer for, like, 38 years in Major League Baseball. And Gibbons has had a very uh He's been on a trade you know, block for about career. 38 years. between his Yeah, time that is true. That's Moore a name and- that comes up every single year. <laughs> but, like, when you look at their, I mean, not just their stats this year, but, like, the careers as a whole, it's like, you know, these are names that, like, At this point, maybe don't like. Like I said before, they're not sexy and they don't blow you away. But like, if you somehow went to the Cubs and you gave them something that would land you both of those guys for the rest of the run of this year, and you might be Mm -hmm. able to re-sign one of them next year. I mean, the Guardians really should consider spending a little bit of more money in the bullpen next year. Aside from the annual re-signing of Brian Shaw, but the well, he's
0: under contract for next year.
1: That is true. I forgot about that. Like, another 3 yeah, million. He's under contract something like that. Like
0: him and him and um are like the only guys that are, you know, locked in.
1: Oh my to a god, deal I love it. Year.
0: Everybody else is either uh team control or uh, arb I thought. Actually, I, I don't even know if anybody in the bullpen's arbitration eligible.
2: Uh, next year he's signed for $19 million.
0: Yep. <laughs> Just gonna oh, take up all, no, of uh, our, all of our salary. Four, million. <laughs> $4 May as well be 19
1: Dude. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. So, all right. So, David Robertson and Michael Givens are both signed through this season, but they are like, Givens has a 287 ERA and mm-hmm. Robertson has yeah. a 183 ERA this year. So, if you somehow pulled off some crazy deal, which wouldn't take like a ton of, I mean, it wouldn't be like that outrageous to acquire two relievers on expiring deals. But uh, to me, if you looked at the team as it's currently built, that would be the thing that would set that, like set you up perfect for the rest of this year. And then you just see what happens next year. But, and I know they like to get guys that they can control, but like, God, those are two just veteran relievers that I would just kill to have on the roster now. Yeah,
2: and I mean, oh, I, no. like you said, I don't think it takes a whole lot. That like I don't, you're not giving getting rid of two
0: top prospects or anything like that. I was to say I'm going to get crazy, Stephen. Say, even taking one of those guys and hap,
1: and I'm happy. Now that would be wild. That would be that would be that, that would actually be like blockbustery. <laughs> Did you okay, wait, wait, like that. Let's get
2: crazy. Add Contreras to it
1: what where are the you guys thing, giving up
2: for those four?
1: Well wow. but the only thing is with the catcher, I mean I, I'm just not like I'm not dying for them to acquire a catcher. No. I guess me neither. But I mean I would give well, it's up. it's for this I year's would.
2: it's for this year's run.
1: So here's my, my only problem thing about the catcher is that
0: Sean Murphy's batting like two fifteen. Right. I, I hate to say it, but like, that's literally just like one more hit a week than Austin Hedges
1: down right. the stretch. Yeah, like, I mean Contreras clearly has a good. He's having a good season.
0: Yeah, but it's just, then then you
1: wonder, like, okay, well, like, how he does he, walk. you know, adjust to the pitching staff? Yeah. How does he, you know, call a game? Um it would be a it would be a weird transition, and I'm sort of just on that. Not that I'm like this like huge believer, but I'm just like, well, next year I would almost roll with Bo Naylor as your opening day catcher, with like re-signing Austin Hedges as your backup.
2: I'm cool, with and that. and just like I do
1: rolling with that. So a part of me is like,
0: I was going right? to say not to cut I you. Be off, shocked. I like that idea, Steve. I just don't see them having Bo Naylor starting the season
1: in a guardian. So uniform. you sign. So you sign Austin they're, Hedges. They're going to sign Austin Hedges to be your to be your starter. And first then, month. There's and a, a half chance he could break, First can. six
0: weeks. There's a chance. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There's a chance, but I can see them just going. Go to Columbus, rake for six weeks, and then mid August or mid August. Holy cow! Mid May, you're coming
1: up. Yeah, I guess I'd like to see where his season ends. Yeah, I mean, see where that see where that goes. But I mean, he's, is,
0: he's, he's he's young and he's mashing, and it's super tantalizing to think about him being a productive piece in this lineup.
1: I just don't. That one's iffy. It's it's iffy. I'm just thinking like 21, 22. Yeah, you're just and you're just. It's just like so barren out there, though. That's my only thing. Is like, it's just such beyond like a a while. If I, if Wilson Contreras, if you could guarantee that he, you could somehow like get him for another season, I'd be like drooling over that deal to like somehow get all four of those guys. It's just like that's why the Sean Murphy eh,
0: or that that's why the um. Yeah, Sean Murphy deal makes more sense because he's controllable for like I think three additional seasons or something like that,
1: or two additional seasons. But like you um, said, it's just like okay, it's like, well, yeah, he hits I mean, like two fifteen. So Louis. he's paying two forty
2: seven. He's paying two forty seven, guys.
1: Is he Sean Murphy? Yeah,
2: two forty seven. Yeah.
1: Oh, he did. He did have a good. Uh, he has had a good stretch recently. But he's gone on a tear recently.
0: Yeah, he is currently
1: batting.
2: Oh, two forty five, eleven home runs, forty RBIs.
1: I mean, that's not like it doesn't like make me want to like give up the farm.
2: <laughs> but yeah, it's not world I don't think theater. you'd have to it's give not, up the farm for him, but but I don't know I, 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 I just think because, I, I Naylor's think because young, he and Con- I just want more nailers in our in our lineup because they're psychos and they, they're positive psychos and I love it.
0: Yes. I I just my concern <laughs> yeah, about the catcher spot psycho. too is that there's a lot of teams that need catchers, and if Contreras and, and Murphy are the only two available, seemingly available, I should say, it's going to be an artificial bidding war out there. You're right. And, you're going to overpay for that. And I I, I just again like Steve said, I don't necessarily believe that's where you want to overpay.
2: And I think the organization by bring by calling Naylor up to Columbus. I mean, they're indicating that like they're looking to bring him up in the yes. next, like less than a year, and so like you, I think you if you can get Contreras cheap, awesome. You do it and you get a bullpen guy and like let it ride and see see where the season takes you. It, like I think that's fine, but but yeah, I don't I don't think it's gonna make any sense if you are gonna give up a guy for a guy for uh in a bidding war that's under control for three or four years where it's like you. I mean, you have a guy. I think, I think they have yeah. a guy of the future that like, is like right there.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, the only positive if if you were to land a Murphy, you could seemingly flip him in a year's time. That's should. But, yeah. That, yeah. But, um. I don't know. Um. I'll say I'll dive into my next two. If if you've covered yes, your. Please if you've wrapped up your thoughts on those. Um, The first guy I'm going to name, you just mentioned Steve, uh, Luis Castile. Um, For all the same reasons, I would love him. Um, He is only control, like you said, through next season. If we could somehow extend him in like an extra year, that would be awesome because, again, like I just said about, Murphy, you could theoretically if you were to extend uh Castillo, it's uh you know, you have him for two and a half years then, and maybe you can flip him. And I did not know this until I started looking this up, but he's from the same hometown as Jose Ramirez. And oh I don't know, maybe they hit it off or something. Good. They're like that's best good. buds. And I was like, that would be sweet if that Jose connection somehow makes him want to stay. Um, like I just said, though, you do I wonder like
1: you do wonder um, um, he you do want to be if, like, part of a bidding uh, war. Yeah. If you wonder if moving forward, like with Ramirez being here and for the long haul, if it would like almost like NBA style convince like, I know it's always a big thing in the Hopefully. NBA, but like, would it yep. make a free agents or guys be more willing to extend or whatever? Maybe. I mean, not like the biggest names, but like guys that, like, no. are like, yeah, I could play here because like this team's going to be good for a while. I, I, maybe. I mean, it would be interesting to see.
0: He, he and Ahmed Rosario are hitting it off. And like, I know I was talking about just like trade Ahmed, trade Ahmed, trade Ahmed, but I'm starting to come around to the idea was like, well, maybe we don't trade Ahmed like, yeah, he's a defensive liability out there. I do like his bat. I can live with the defense. Yeah. You know, I can live with Be- defense. Is for
2: nerds. Like if you have a good enough pitching, you don't need defense.
1: Dude, That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> you can teach <laughs> Just him strike everybody You can teach out. him defense. Just, uh, um, yeah. we need guys that get, we need guys that are averaging like 19 strikeouts per nine innings. Oh, uh, well, right, here's, exactly. here's,
0: here's actually speaking of that. Our strikeouts from our starting pitching
1: are down this year. Big That's time. not surprising because of the the loss of the loss of velocity. Yeah. Although, like out of the break, Quantrill and Shaw were like slinging heat. Yeah. did you see that? Yeah, a couple days uh, off. Shaw hit ninety seven. God, couple damn, couple Quantrill baby. hit like ninety six. We can't, like, Holy this, shit!
0: That should have been that should have been a, a freaking sign to Tito not to pitch Shaw like on like. Seven hours rest. <laughs> yeah. Like, <I> my <laughs> goodness. The guy's thirty four, thirty-three years old. Like, give the old man a break.
1: Us old timers
0: us old timers need some time to recuperate.
1: I think the thing with the one thing about the you know the bullpen's sort of in shambles to some extent when like there there is still something to be said for guys having roles in the bullpen. And right now, it's very clear to okay, me. Okay,
0: before you say that, what is De Los Santos's role? I like that that's guy. That's what I'm
1: saying. That's what but I'm that saying. The, I don't, I don't know. He doesn't even have a role. Sometimes he's a mop-up guy. Other guys, sometimes oh, he comes goodness. in in like a high leverage situation. I have no idea. I, I do yeah. not understand where he, like, why he wouldn't have pitched in that Chicago series. Uh,
0: and Sam Henshaw is kind of starting
1: to delve into that a little bit, too. Well, he's struggling, the same with Morgan.
0: He is struggling. And, it's like,
1: and my thing with that is like Morgan isn't a reliever by you know, he's not built to be not a reliever. Not by trade, no. He no. Have, like, and he doesn't really have... I wouldn't even I would say he doesn't even necessarily have the stuff to be a reliever. He's a starter. I I, I just
0: it's I think like guys can, who have like I six think- pit, I, was saying, I, I think know. he can learn how to be a reliever. I think I I I think well, he might from starting guy. I don't know. Well, yeah, but like give the give do give all three of these guys that we just named a role. And I'm gonna throw and and this is the perfect segue into my next guy who I would target in a trade. And it's David Bednar from Pittsburgh. He's arbitration eligible through the 2026 season, which will be his age 31 season. He's making like the league minimum. Dolan's it- hard. It's just the progressing <laughs> Vince McMahon meme right now. Tell yeah. me more. Yeah, no, this is like the, per- he is the perfect Guardians <laughs> trade target because he's locked up, you know, through with team control for you know, the next four years and y- you just plop them in there with class a and morgan and stevens and dale santos and um henches like we just mentioned and maybe karen check i don't know you know we still have a couple no, dudes in the please b- no. minors who are Showing some some, you know Karen
2: Jack was was throwing throwing well today.
0: Yeah, he's he's pitched okay. Um,
1: yeah, I like those five walks for nine BJ innings. Series. That's always fun.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, if there isn't a guy on this roster who comes out the, out of the bullpen and doesn't make you uh, lose your lunch, then. I mean, are we even a Cleveland baseball franchise? I mean, because true, that is true. Since the dawn of time, I think that's been like written. Like, I think that was like actually like the eleventh commandment that like just kind of got lost in translation. Like, the Cleveland baseball club shall have a relief pitcher who makes their fans uneasy
1: forever. At least it's not the closer. And And if it's not not the the closer, closer yeah, if it's
2: not the closer. It'll be every setup man possible. Yeah, every yeah it'll, be, it'll be either every high
1: leverage pitcher, either the entire bullpen. Bull- yeah, either the entire bullpen rules up until the closer who will walk the bases loaded most nights uh, or it'll be the closers uh, nasty and the rest of the bullpen getting there is as is an issue. So I get it.
0: Yeah, but I mean, David Bednar is another guy that we could just plug in there. And uh, you know, seemingly fills a big void in that back, back end of the bullpen. Plus, yes. another no, power arm. That's that's the wave of the future in bullpens, man. Just give me nothing but power arms.
1: It'll that one will cost you. I can't. I that oh, I don't it's, it's know It's not going to be the... cheap.
0: It's not going to be. I don't even. I don't even know what to begin to take, you know, because of that team I control I just threw a aspect. bunch of random
2: prospects in, for my Because I also put Bednar in
0: mind. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Chris, what else All you right. got? Was that your? I'm gonna two, say I'm gonna,
0: th- those are my f- those are my top four, and I have a fifth. Um, okay. but my fifth, you know, we gotta we gotta string the audience along a little bit more. So, so fabs, uh, you so list? we can skip. I did, I also had Bednar,
2: so I only have one more. Okay, and he is a great nickname, Childish Bambino. He's from Dominican Republic.
0: Oh, I thought we were talking he's about only Donald Glover for a second.
2: No, no, Childish Bambino. Yeah, uh, he's from so, Dominican Republic, he's only 23. He's one of the. He's probably one of the best players in baseball. Um Whoa, And he guy? doesn't want to resign yeah. with his current team. Whoa! Um, and if you are sick of prospects like I am, <laughs> you can just get rid of them to th- get this guy for two and a half seasons and maybe maybe an extra year or two if you want to back up a Brinks truck. Give him ninety million dollars for two years. He'll only be twenty eight, so he can sign this ten year massive deal. Uh, that would be Juan Soto. And in my mm. my latest uh deal, uh get rid of Mill. Arius, Steve wants him in every deal, so there you go.
1: Yeah, perfect. They're it. gonna
2: want Espino for sure. Yep. And then I think Valera and then two other just mid to low level prospects. I think that could legitimately get the deal done because it gives them a it replaces a bat, not as well, but it, it replaces a bat, and then it gives them three top level prospects and that's really what they're looking for. They're looking for reducing their payroll and rebuilding. And then you get a couple of rando prospects as well. I think that's better than any deal I've read that's on the table right now from definitely the Yankees, but your real competition is going to be probably the Braves, uh Dodgers, Padres maybe. Um, yeah, but you know like I I know we're not a one Soto away from the World so but we might be. You fucking never know a baseball. That's what's yeah. so fun about. It. Well, I'm, like, yeah,
1: I would say we're a hell of a lot closer. It's like I, I oh, know yeah, a lot I think, of people. Oh, I, that, think are a, like, I think we are. I think we can yeah, win the division,
2: time. but like I think you are a Juan Soto, and maybe a trade for a reliever, and then bringing up one of our young pitchers next year away from the World Series. I think that team can't compete for the World Series for a two-year window, and. You're, and and cool if you thing back up that breach truck, we open that window yeah, up for a back couple more years. Truck, exactly, you get a couple more years. So you know, like we've never, we've never really gone for it. The craziest trade, really, in recent memory, was the Andrew Miller one, and that worked out really well for us. But it would be really fucking fun to see Juan Soto on the Guardians because no one would expect it. It'd piss off so many big markets,
0: and that would just be delightful. So the funny thing is, Fabs, that you said two years at $90 million total, and the more I'm thinking about it, that sounds so spot on, just absolutely positively. You go to him with that offer, and if he says no, well, then, you know, all right. At least you tried. You shot your shot. Um I'm just trying to think of like who else to round out that deal. So you said Franmill, Arias, so in my deal, Valera, I had Framil, Espino. Arias, Espino. Yeah, those are my t- those are my like top
2: four guys. I'm thinking and maybe again, like a- as what I, as what I said earlier. Th- those are all positions where there is repetition yeah. with top level prospects. So yeah, it sucks you lose you know some top tier prospects, but like you you have other well, top 100 prospects. That are replacing
0: those guys so here here's a thought too um, I think I think a police act has some value especially to a team like the Nationals um, and then th- since you're landing Soto you don't need Quan and Jones so one of those guys could be included right i mean yeah if you could somehow keep it's espino, probably Nolan I jones doubt it but like yeah i you're, i don't you're think right that, i jones don't side. think if 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 they're going to if they're going to do a deal with us i i i don't see i don't see how you can't give up espino that's going to be the the first name of you're, you're like, probably
2: right he's no, in the deal
0: up. um yeah you're right i don't
2: know what they're minding is like so I, I i don't know what they value value more is like they because they might because if they have like three guys they're like oh yeah we have guys like we're like ready to go we need we need to replace the bats and we need like an infield and it's like cool we have tons of middle infielders like who would you like
1: yeah i mean the the nationals are in like full-on rebuilding mode there's right there's almost going to be nothing that you that they wouldn't need Mm -hmm. so i feel like what you Thrown out there as a deal like makes a ton of sense because it's just like you're getting yeah. a giant haul of guys that you're going to stick anywhere. I I could I if you're getting Juan Soto, I could certainly stomach the thought of losing Daniel Espino. Everybody else is expendable. Yes, Daniel Espino. Yes, it's like totally. Pitchers are pitchers are tough to. You, you never quite know, and pitchers are a more fragile position. So, not that I would say. Flippantly, just get rid of him. But that's the only deal where I'd say, like, I could live with that. That I could, yeah, certainly. Would you stomach. rather? Same.
2: Would you rather get rid of Gavin Williams and Logan T. Allen and keep Espino? No, or? I would just
1: go with one. You're getting one pitcher. Yeah, uh, I, 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 pitchers I like. to me, pitching to me is all about the quantity,
2: the probability. Yeah, yeah. like, if, yeah.
1: Give me the quantity. Give me, give me two. And shots, let
2: me
0: just roll me the two dice shots versus one.
1: Because ultimately, that's what like Pleissack and Savali do. It's like, okay, gu- we need just guys who fill out a rotation more than anything right. at, at any given year. It's like some years you get real. Like the Guardians have been, we've been very blessed to have rotations that were like all time best rotations. Like that 2017 rotation was nuts, mm-hmm. but yeah, you don't get that all the time. It's very rare, and really most of the time you just need dudes. Who can like go out and give you a twenty-five to thirty-ish starts a year and just get the job done? So uh, a Quantrill is that kind of guy. Um, that could be a Gavin Williams. That could be a Logan Allen. But if they're better than that, hell yeah, that's sweet. If they develop the yeah. way McKenzie kind of has, awesome. But yeah, I, I would just go for the quantity. So like, if they want a Spino for freaking Juan Soto, it's like sure. That sounds yeah. great. And he's in the National him. League, and we'll only we'll see him a little bit less. Although we'll have to, yeah. we'll have to at least might see him, might now every see year. him uh, once a
0: once a year at most, unless yeah. we see yeah. each other if in we're the really, uh, yeah, World, World Series.
1: Unlucky. Well, then that's then we all win. Then
0: yeah.
1: Uh, so well, win, geez, win, my I'm, mine's a big come down from yeah. Mine's a big come down from Juan Soto um, because my last guy. I know Josh Bell had already been mentioned, but my last guy was Trey Mancini, who is uh, 30 years old, but does have a $10 million mutual option for next year and can not only play first, but dabble in the outfield as well, which I think to me gives him a leg up over Josh Bell in the current iteration of the Guardians lineup because if you're going to acquire sure. a first baseman, you're going to have to do a lot of puzzle piece finagling between uh, whoever you acquire and where Josh Naylor will play, because like you really don't want him in the outfield, like with his nah. leg. Well, you so, just DH him. Um, you
0: get rid of Fran Mill and you just start DHing him. Well, that's
1: the well that that becomes an interesting proposition. Is like we've talked a lot about trading Fran Mill and I could certainly get around to that idea. I'm see, I'm more like. I'm way more agreeable to a Framil Reyes tr- deal than I would be to an Ahmed Rosario. Even if Re- Reyes has the pop that he does, I uh yeah, I'm like you said it's like the short leash and also he can only DH really. So that limits what you can do with him and he's mm-hmm. like he goes through when he goes cold, he goes cold. And this yeah, year has been it's rough. Well, this whole the thing. year like, has been cold. You put him in the you put him in the uh, cleanup spot this year. It's like a, a black hole in the lineup. He's getting dropped to fifth, sixth. Like suddenly, you know that like sort of talk about like well, you got to extend Fran Mill has gone out the waist, gone out the window. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Now you could pivot and say, well, and you so to wouldn't be to opposed, Al- Ahmed.
1: dude. Wouldn't be opposed yeah. to that. I, I just because I he's like only got guy, he's only under
0: control for next year. It's it's yeah, yeah a year, his last and a half year of arbitration.
1: Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I would be shocked if they didn't sign him because he he'll be very affordable. And he and he gives you the he gives you the depth in your lineup that you're looking for, defenses, whatever. You know, <laughs> at some point he'll probably dabble in like third base or he'll right. they'll do something weird one year and he'll play first base in spring training. I mean, you can play
2: third, <laughs> you can move Jose back to second, and then move Jimenez
0: to short. There you go. Perfect. Sold.
2: And then you trade but. all those middle infield bitches for Juan Soto.
0: <laughs>
2: Get out of my... Farm
1: system.
2: <laughs> I don't want to read any more goddamn you-
1: articles about these prospects on the on the in, in the Guardian system. Just go. I'm
0: starting. I am I'm starting done. too to get fed up with some of the prospects because it's like, for the most part, a lot of those guys. I feel like maybe post trade deadline next year is when you could start to see some of them because they are so young. Yeah. I don't want to be having these same conversations next year. I also don't want to just oh, we give might. up for nothing. I know. So there's that on the flip side too. It's, well, that's the thing. Yeah, it's like I don't want to I mean, flip I can gar- talk Gabriel myself, Arias. I can for talk a myself into I, 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 anyone any one direction.
1: Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to flip Gabriel Arias for like friggin' David Robertson and then like at the end of the year like be like he okay, walks, see yeah. you later. <laughs> and right. then, like Gabriel Arias, actually becomes something. It's like, damn. Well, it. You know
0: who I would they trade re- Gabriel Arias for in a
1: heartbeat is Brian Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> We've been down that road I mean, plenty. And of I'm times. gonna, go,
0: I'm gonna, we're gonna keep on marching down that road because he's That's my last guy. That's mostly what this
1: podcast is.
0: <laughs> That's it's oh. just the Brian Reynolds love fest.
1: And Man, if you I guys haven't caught on, it
0: is realistic. Pittsburgh's a Pittsburgh's not going anywhere. The sooner Pittsburgh realizes that they're not going anywhere in the next three years, the better off they're going to be. Sorry, Pittsburgh. Sorry, Permane brothers. Sorry, yeah. Steelers fans. Sorry, Mitch Trubisky. Sorry, the fish at Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh.
1: look, that would be fantastic. Sorry, all of you guys. I'm. Sorry. I just don't. I my thing is. I just don't see it I because eventually Pittsburgh I has don't, to hold I on to some talent.
0: Bednar, Cruz. Cruz
1: there you go. You just need one guy. You just need one. Yeah, yeah. I think
0: these I are think, all for the next decade.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's right. Bednar makes a lot of sense because you can, if you're a team that's like sort of in the dumps, it's like pff, we could trade a reliever. Do we really know right. if this reliever is going to be anything for in the next four years? Cause like, he's twenty seven too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's had, like that's he's a guy had, where it's like, sure, he's having a great year now. He had a good year last year too, but
0: yes, this year is you yes. know above and beyond that. So, yeah, and I mean they they got him from but San but Diego I think could... and San Diego loves to trade bullpen pitchers, just like willy nilly, just like you get a bullpen pitcher, you get a bullpen pitcher. We need to make a deal.
1: Oh, you want like three of our best bullpen arms? Take them. See, that's but like that's kind of what I would argue is probably what the Guardians are like moving towards is like the reason they probably drafted. I mean, certainly the reason part of it that they drafted so many pitchers was like who can we turn into a reliever? Who who yeah. will we be able to like just a ad- numbers you know, game? Uh, yes, that's all it is, and like. If you're a team that's in the absolute dumps, like the first place you go to move players is your bullpen. Because in four years, when you compete again, it's going to look totally different. Like, go look at like bullpens from like the some of those years with the then Indians, like before they hit the playoffs, and you're just like, whoa, (laughs) like who the hell was this? So it can, the turnover can be huge, but like once you find a couple guys at the right time, it makes sense, and the pirates are just nowhere in the next like I would say three years. So it's like, sure, yeah, why not?
0: And, and I'm sure again, David Bednar doesn't I mean, in three years,
1: Brian Reynolds will be thirty. They do
0: have him locked up through twenty twenty five, so he fits that window. I mean, he's he is just young enough where he can fit that window and give them. even if he has a a traditional career where it kind of starts you know things start going down the you know go, start going sideways with him when he's 32 33 years old that's still probably 2 to 3 good years of when they should start contending too
1: right? it's the uh, it's the Ryan Zimmerman Alex Gordon yeah. type of career
0: exactly exactly
1: where he'll be, he'll be the veteran on what you would hope might be a decent to contending team in three to four years. And, but you know, the Pirates have done plenty of stuff in the past that, Pirates like you said about the Reds, us, fans. Yes. It's like this is how you are so bad for thirty-five years and it's make the playoffs crazy. like twice. Like it's that's crazy. I mean, that's we brought it. This we is how teams up, stay bad. We brought it up two weeks ago.
0: We were just asking what his role here in Cleveland was in De Los Santos. And Pittsburgh had him last year. And they were just like, Nope, we don't need
1: him. Go away. Oh, and like think think of all the trades they've made. Like they just like gave away Tyler Glass now. They nope. they get arms like that that they clearly can't identify or work with. J just, just to provide some bullpen depth. They constantly are doing that. So What do they uh, get back in in return? It's certainly plausible that. Gosh, I I I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. But like you gave away, you essentially gave away Garrett Cole and Tyler Glass now. Because with Glass now, I think that was an art. That was the Archer trade, I believe. Yes, and that
0: uh, Austin Meadows and and Glass now for Archer. Could you imagine that team? Yeah, if they had Garrett Cole Glass now. Austin Meadows, Brian Reynolds, uh, Josh Bell, still like, uh, oh yeah, like they might, yeah, they'd probably be competing in that terrible division. Like if they could have just held on to some, like, I mean, now again, we're we're cherry picking some of the their bigger swing swings and misses here, but holy cow, would that team be stacked?
1: Well, they clear. I mean, the the scouting to see what they would get in a return failed them. But then also, like, you have an owner that you think you think uh, the Dolans are bad. The Pirates have an owner that prioritizes like all nothing. There's nothing above like saving a penny with that organization. So yeah, it's a disgrace. I mean, it's a disgrace. It's like I don't know how. You know, it's because like, and this is a tangent for another day because we're going to wrap things up here because I think we got through everything. But like when teams don't open their books and they turn a profit solely because they keep the cost so low, it's like it's that might be a way to run a business. But like if as a baseball team, it's like a disgrace. So
0: it, it feels like they're still kind of hanging their head on. What was it? 13, 14, and 15 when they made the wild card game and couldn't advance. Yes, they made like, like a, a single wild card like, game. Yeah. I hey think guys, they went to hey. a series
1: once. Did
0: they? I don't think they did.
1: I thought they did against like the Cardinals or something got like swept. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, If they did, I but don't anyway, recall it.
0: Yeah. But I mean, like, it seems like they're like, hey guys, remember like six, seven years ago? When we had that like nice little run of wild card appearances, come come out to the ballpark and watch our team.
1: Yeah, we traded like we, the, and then like we had some talent, we traded it away and got literally nothing in return. Yeah, so we had nothing. to you we'll like that for it too? Now. Yeah.
2: Oh, they did. Uh, hey, like he, a, yeah, you're right. twenty thirteen, they beat the Reds in the uh wild, wild card, like the one game wild card game. And okay. They lost in five to the Cardinals.
1: Oh wow! I can't believe I remember so that. <laughs> I they so
2: won ninety four wow. games that
1: year. Wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sure that really helps Pirates fans sleep at night. So
0: yeah. Remember Jesus when you guys in uh,
2: 2015 they won ninety eight games and they
0: finished second in their division. They were legit for the a couple Cardinals. years. They had some. They had that that. 2013 to 2015 window, they actually had some nice teams. And mm-hmm. then, like you said, Steve, they just blew it up.
1: Yep. I mean, that's that's why it's so precarious to make these deals. Because if you can't get anything in return, it's like, I mean, it's a nightmare for your franchise. And
0: and honestly, so. that should actually serve as a cautionary tale to, to the Guardians. Don't stand pat.
1: Well, that's true because it also take it also. You know, people get again. We've talked about it for so long. Is that people get so hung up on prospects mm-hmm. that in a lot of the in a lot of times it's like you you always want to try and go with the the established major leaguer because you just never know with minor league or what's gonna happen. it's like we've talked about Gabriel Arias for ever since he came over here collectively and it's just like I mean yeah he's got a great glove but like I don't know if he's done a much in the minors offensively to make me be like oh holy shit this guy has to no. come up and like he hasn't is he suddenly is he suddenly gonna like turn it on at the major league level so it's like if some other team thinks he's still got the potential it's like yeah I'm I'm willing to roll the dice for if it means like if it means a a, a reliever like Bednar or you know an Ian Hap or any of the names that we mentioned. So, um, I would be so happy it, if yeah, we got with you a that. Hap or a Bell
0: and a Bednar. Give me a bat and an arm, I would be through the roof happy. Yeah, I know I would love probably. if we got a, a bullpen arm.
2: Yeah. under control for a few years. That'd be awesome.
0: And I know probably 75% of Guardians fans would look at the acquisition and go, who the hell are these guys? You know, it'd be that stupid scene, team. Right, they would want to spend money. Right out of Major League, like, who the hell are these guys? Yeah. And but these are quality players. And we've said it so many times. Those kinds of quality players help you in, in in playoff series. I mean, Steve, I'm going to put you on the spot really quick. I know you want. To, I know we want to wrap up here, but think back to your your 2014 2015 Kansas City Royals.
1: Oh, baby! Now that you team talking really like did Greg Holland, the Greg Holland Wade Davis bullpens. That. And okay, think about okay. their
0: lineups. Think about their lineups. That was just a solid one through nine. There were mm-hmm. no future Hall of Famers. I mean, Salvador Perez, probably withstanding, he's, I would say, fringe. Um.
1: Yeah, but you're right. It, you're right. I mean, but, it was a but, team that had the fewest home runs. Or, yeah. or close to the fewest home runs in the AL. Um, they were just fantastic at making contact, getting on base, wreaking havoc on the base pass, played good defense. Yeah. I mean
0: So and, You had and, and,
1: Eric you had guys like Eric Hosmer, Mike Moustakis, Alex Gordon, all in their primes. It's like yeah, and none right. of those names are like none of those names are even like gonna sniff the Hall of Fame, but like those are incredibly
0: they're talented ball players, valuable
1: players. Yeah, you know,
0: I'm, I'm no, sure no, was, the Royals yeah. will one day recognize them in some capacity. But you know what? It's just unfortunate that they only had that two-year window. Made it count though, yeah, yeah, they did.
2: Two World Series appearances. They went to a Game Seven that like crazy Game Seven with the Giants, where Madison Bumgarner went like. God mode. That's here yeah. So I mean and it has it's, been riding that achievement ever since. I mean it's that Kluber almost God. did that. Kluber almost did that yeah. in twenty
0: sixteen. Like he did? That's He did. But
1: I yeah. mean those are look, yeah. I mean
0: I I I guess my my thought is the moves that we've all kind of thrown out aren't um with the exception of a Juan Soto deal and probably even Brian Reynolds, which I think we can sadly say both are um, not as possible and not as likely as some of the other names that we mentioned. Um, but none of those other names really, uh, you know, get the heart racing and, um, you know, get the casual fan to come out and, Plop down three hundred dollars for a jersey, but they're going to make that's the team not better. necessarily something this team needs. Yeah, no, exactly. no. but, this but is, it's going to make the team better. And I hope fans realize that if and yeah. when we make these deals.
1: Well, we will find out. We've got ourselves one week to go. There, there might be a move or two that happened before then, because sometimes teams like to get that little extra, extra time in, but certainly heating up. So, um, we shall Holy see it. and then hell, we'll be back after the deadline. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Those we just for Juan Soto. Delete the episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, start over god damn it <laughs> All right. Well, if, if that were the case, we would do that. Um, but uh somehow it work. I'm not so sure that would happen. But I uh we'll see and we'll be back we after work. the deadline to uh you know, break it all down see how it looks uh, but until then uh, tell all your friends about us and then also follow us on social at CalPenalPod rate, review, subscribe that is always very helpful um, and we'll catch you guys later